first of all, I would like to ask for the opportunity to give Dhamma talk from my teachers and all my Dhamma friends. Uh, I wouldn't consider this as a teaching Dhamma. It's just something that I would like to relate to you guys. So the benefits of listening to Dhamma, there's five of them. The first one is uh, you get to listen to the things that you have never heard before. And the second point is you get to listen to something that you may have heard before but don't clearly understand. And you get clearer understanding because of it. The third point is uh, it get rid of your doubts. And the fourth one is acquiring right view. And finally, with listening to Dhamma, you get clearer mind. So this is a good opportunity for everyone here to come to practice because all of us here want to have happiness, especially happiness in our heart. It is different from wanting happiness in the worldly sense. In the worldly sense, the happiness means we want to have fun or we want to acquire material. And that's not permanent. It only lasts for a while. Lumpusha compare it to uh, sitting up on, against the rotten stump and the uh, insects, they're eating inside of that stump that we cannot see. So when it's time, then the stump will fall down and then we hurt ourselves. But in the sasana, we find happiness in the Dhamma. So normally, uh, on long weekends, people like to go traveling. But for us, we use this time to come to monastery to practice. And you get to live in the forest, up in the mountain. For the rest of the world, this may not be fun. But by practicing, we can sense that we get the metta, loving kindness from Tanajananan, and we can feel that we have a lot of merits. And we get to live in the nature, somewhere that is nice for our body and our mind. And we don't, our minds do not feel at worst. Normally, we understand that having fun, having a lot of fun, it means having a lot of happiness or having a lot of materials, it means having a lot of happiness. And that's only because we are still breathing. But if we are out of our breath, if we pass away, 
then all these belongings, all these materials, they do not belong to us anymore. So all of you who give up the time to come to the monastery or practicing online, it's like you are trying to drink the, the water of the Dhamma to quench your thirst. The value of the Dhamma can, de- can be compared, uh, Tanajananan once compared that, that if the Dhamma can be, can be uh, built, can be created to sell in the stores, then people will buy it up, then they cannot produce it enough. But then the Dhamma is in the sense of the, it's, it's not material, so you cannot see it. Only the heart can feel it. So the happiness in the world, that's only a fake happiness. And the real happiness is only in our heart. So we need to bring the Dhamma to better ourselves. And once you really understand the Dhamma, then you don't need anyone to force you to practice. You will feel that you have to practice on your own. And then you will understand more clearly what is the true happiness, what is the fake happiness. So this is the importance of practicing Dhamma. And all the Krubhajan, all the great masters, they first emphasize on sati, the mindfulness. So Nongpoanan always emphasize on us talking little or only whatever necessary. And we can practice by trying to be alone. You can walk alone, stay alone. Many Krubhajan, they emphasize that practitioner should only go alone. If you cannot find someone that is, if you cannot find someone that is better than you. Why is that? It is because if you feel lonely and you want friends, but those friends, they may not have the same morality as you, and they may lead you astray. So it is important that if you cannot find someone that is virtuous or have more virtue than you, then it's better to go alone. So for all of you who are practicing both here at Wat Mapchan and from online, it is difficult, this is a, it's a rare opportunity. Even though it's only for a short while, seven to 10 days. Ajahn Buddha Dasa, 
once mentioned that having time in the worldly sense, it means it, it derived from our desire. But the real time that we have is only in the present moment. That is why we have to do the best that we can when we still have the chance. And then you can bring the methods, the Dhamma that you learn to use it in your daily lives. And you may not have the same, get the same tricks, may not get the same method, because our lifestyles, they are all different. Everyone have their own lives. Some of you are young, some of you are old, some, some of you have good health, some of you not so. And I usually like to teach old people that Buddha alone is not enough. You have to go with Buddha slow motion, or Buddha slow but sure. Because when we get older, our legs, they are not as quick as we used to be. Or when you're sick, then we cannot move as fast as we used to be. So we have to force ourselves that we have to slow down. For myself, I'm 58 and my legs already start to feel weaker. So we have to practice to develop mindfulness to be slower in our daily lives. Because to have mindfulness in the daily life, that's the most important thing in every action during the day. And you can develop that by walking jongkrom, the walking meditation. The Buddha said there's five, benef five benefits of walking meditation. Because in the past, the monks and also other people, they travel by walking. We don't have cars or planes. So the first benefit is that we can walk for a long distance. The second benefit is we acquire patient endurance. The third benefit is it is difficult to get sick. The fourth benefit is we have a good digestion. We have good uh, digestive, digestive system. And the last benefit, which is the most important, is once you develop samadhi from walking meditation, then that samadhi can stay for a long time. Because it is more difficult if, you, if you're moving, if you're opening your eyes and you try to meditate. But once you get that peace, 
once you develop samadhi, then that samadhi can stay a lot longer. So we have to have patient endurance, both in our walking and in our sitting. If you are sitting and you start to feel pain, then try to keep your mindfulness on that pain as much as possible. But if you can no longer uh, stand that pain, then you can get up. Even when getting up, you should have the mindfulness of getting up. If you don't have the mindfulness, then you can come back to sit down, try to uh, get, keep the mantra, putto, putto, and then get up again with the mindfulness. And if you can keep the mindfulness at all times, and it develop into sampachanya, into the full awareness. Lumpusha compare sati, the mindfulness, to a drop of water. If you have little mindfulness, it's like you're having, it's like uh, droplets of water. But if you can keep it continuous, then it's become a stream. And you can use that stream of water for your benefit. So you can keep your mindfulness. It doesn't have to be the mantra putto, putto. You can stay with your breath or you can just observe your legs, your foot, uh, left, right, left, right. Longpa Anand, he emphasized that we have to keep mindfulness in all our action, both walking, sitting, lying down. And we have to find a method that is uh, comfortable for us. Sometimes we can even observe other people walking. We, maybe we are sitting down and we are looking out the window. We can see other people walking. And we can keep our sati on their feet, seeing other people walking left, right, left, right. And that can be our method of developing mindfulness. Because if we don't keep the mindfulness to ourselves, then we start to look negatively at other people that's the nature of the mind that is not trained. Nupusha said that for those who do not practice, you look outside of your mind 90% and you only observe yourself 10%. But for the practitioners, we need to observe our mind 90% and then look outside for 10%. So for those of you who like to listen to the Dharma, then you get more, more, uh, more benefit, especially if you listen to the Dharma from different teachers. 
because each of them has their own methods, have their own tricks of acquiring mindfulness. And we can use that and develop them to use with ourselves. Because the teacher's method is their own, and we cannot always follow them 100%. We have to twist it a little to that is good for us. But the important thing is we have to develop mindfulness so that we have a lot of mindfulness, we have enough mindfulness, and we have quick mindfulness. Before, when we don't practice, we may have mindfulness, but that's only uh, in our instinct. It's like the cat trying to catch a mice. But it is different from having the right mindfulness. For the right mindfulness, we should have three things. We should notice our mind, we should notice the mindfulness, and we should keep the kamatana, the mantra. Otherwise, we just proliferate. Sometimes, if we do not have the mindfulness, we say we, we, are doing, we are doing the mantra, recollecting the mantra. Uh, we do putto, putto, but that's only uh, we're saying it or recollecting it. But then our mind do not follow that. Our mind may float somewhere else. Or we can observe our body, our feet, left, right, left, right, just like the soldiers. The important thing is to keep our mind with our body. Whether we are sitting, uh, opening our eyes, closing our eyes, we can do that at all times, even when we are traveling either by boat, by cars, by planes, we can keep the mindfulness with our body at all times. And then we build up the strength of the, of the mind. This is just like having droplets of water and they continue to be a stream of water. For those who just start practice, you may wonder why we need to keep the mantra. Why can't we just observe our breath, uh, observe our mind? Lumpusha compared it to the compare the mind as being a monkey. The monkey is the same everywhere in the world. They cannot stay still. That is why they need to be tied up uh, to a pole. And the owner, in the beginning, have to force it by 
not giving it food and water. And after a while, then the monkey ran out of energy and it can start to be trained. It is the same. So we need to observe our mind. We have to have the mindfulness and we have to have the mantra. It is different from the physical exercise. If in the physical exercise, we need to use up the energy, we have to, to use the muscle. But for the mental exercise, we need to uh, only think of putto, putto. We shouldn't proliferate. And to practice, that is our firm foundation. So for these seven to 10 days is only, uh, is only temporary, but we can get many methods from listening to the Dhamma of different Krubhajan. And whichever Dhamma points that you get from whichever teacher that you feel that you liked and it give you encouragement, then you use that to your benefit. The important thing is we have to understand that what is the worldly happiness and what is the happiness in the Dhamma sense. If the worldly happiness is something that is really important, the Buddha wouldn't have given, given up uh, his throne and practiced really hard for six years. It is because he saw the four Deva Dutta, which is old age, sickness, death, and monastics. And that is why he gave up his throne and he practiced until he reached enlightenment and then he bring the Dhamma and teach the Dhamma to his disciples. And it continue until our time. So through the continuous line of meditation masters. So the important thing is to see the danger in the samsara. Our teacher compared the samsara uh, as a tray and, and we are ants uh, walking on the edge of the tray and then we can, cannot find the way out. So we just walk round and round uh, to the same old place we cannot, because we cannot find the, the exit. The samsara is like, we may feel happy that we live a long, uh, have a long life. We may live to 90 or 100 years old, and we, oh, that's great. 
but then we cannot escape death. We can contemplate that the deva, their one day and one night, that's equal to 100 years of human life. In that sense, uh, the mosquitoes, they only live to about seven days. And if some of the mosquito live for eight or nine days, then we say, oh, that mosquito have a long life. That's really great. But then they also die. And it's like that. So the way out of the samsara is really valuable. And we are walking on the right path. Even though we may not see the Dhamma in this life, but our practice, our cultivation, it will carry on into the next life. You can see in the news that nowadays there are wars in many places. And that is because the world doesn't have sila dhamma, doesn't have morality. Because the world leaders, they all fall into the kilesas of desire, anger, and delusion. And that is normal because the Buddha say the Buddha Dhamma, it will only stay for 5,000 years and we um, passed the prime of, of that already. We can look at the world just the same as looking at the weather. Sometimes it's sunny, sometimes it's windy, sometimes it's raining. Sometimes it's day, sometimes it's night. It's night. So if we not, do not give it importance, then that's just it. And the time will fly by. Nongta Mahabua, he ordained for a long time. But when he's old, he said, oh, I feel like I just ordained not so long ago. And that is normal for older people. We feel that time flies. And it's the same for the monks. Uh, the, is the, it's just the start of the, it feel like it's just the start of the fasa of the rain retreat. And now we have uh, that the rain retreat has already ended. So we need to develop our mind. And we have to contemplate that the worldly happiness it is only is only temporary and the happiness in the Dhamma is last forever. Lungta Mahabua said that the kilesas, it hide itself 
openly. Some of you may be lucky that you don't get sick at all throughout your life, but then you still have to die. And nowadays, people can use the technology to hide the old age. We can use technology, we can use medicine to keep our skin looking good, to uh, emphasize our beauty. But then we cannot escape death, death. And we are fooling ourselves. And we're not only fooling ourselves, we are fooling others also. There's a lay disciple of Long Paul Anand. She doesn't care about the, the looks anymore. She doesn't color her hair, just let it go white. So that she said that she does that because she wants to know uh, how, how much older she gets already. So it's a good chance for you to come even for just a short time, a short period, that you can practice with the Kruba Ajahn, with the great teacher. So you should, at least for these few days, you should get something back to use it in your daily life so that your mind is cool and collected. This is uh, acquiring the noble wealth. So it's a good chance that we have come together to meet and I hope that you can bring the Dhamma to practice for it to benefit your life. And it doesn't mean that you have to have the Samadhi. If you use the Dhamma and it gives result and you, are, you have less anger, you have more patience, and other people around you can notice that, then that's already enough. So I wish you both happiness in the world and in the Dhamma. <laughs>